I would say if the authorities didn't want us involved in the public square, they ought not to have crucified Jesus in the public square. Use humanistic principles. Well, I would say the same idea. Yeah, I would say same that. End. I would say, what's the problem with stardust bumping into stardust? In the in the cosmic picture, no, there's no problem. In the okay. cosmic picture, it won't matter. No, Mr. President, you are not protecting reproductive freedom. You are authorizing the destruction of freedom for one million little human beings every year. I'm sorry, my friends, but I am tired of seeing Jesus presented as a weak beggar. He is a powerful Savior, and the Gospel is not a suggestion, it is a command. Reverend Mola, don't you sympathize with that? I sympathize with every single human heart wishing to know the one true and living God, but I believe there's only one way that that can happen through Jesus Christ, and the Gospel is about repenting of sin, not celebrating it. adventure. We will explore the spiritual abyss. You have not experienced this before. You're going to love it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Apologia Radio. This is the gospel heard around the world. Apologia Radio, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios.com. Apologia Studios.com is where you guys go get all the past episodes, the podcasts, the radio shows. That is Luke the Bear. What up? And uh, I'm Jeff the Coleman and Ninja. And of course, we are joined today by King Ginger. Hello. Marcus Pittman. Did you get the sprinkles out of your beard? I did. Good. I did. We they had were... cupcakes today. Yeah. From Sprinkles. Yeah, for Isaac's sprinkled, birthday. Sprinkles cupcakes. Best cupcakes. They were white sprinkles all in that big old ginger it was. beard. It was. They're the best. It was like decorations. <laughs> Isaac Isaac Bangas. <laughs> Isaac Bangas. <laughs> Isaac Banegas, our man on the back. He, not today, though. He's he, actually no, gone. No, he's not. He's gone because it's his birthday, I think. El Carmino's so, back today. That's right. Hey, Carmen, you want to come in and say hi? Tell everyone hello. Hi. Hi. Carmen. Can they, is he even set up so they can hear him? He's probably know. not. He's like, I don't want him to know who I am. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Apologia Radio. Guys, important year ahead of us. This is uh, my favorite. Actually, in all the years we've been doing Apologia Radio, close to like a decade now, uh, one of my favorite times was the election last season. The election season was just the greatest. So much content. Yeah. So much to work with. So I much had a was fun happening. day yesterday, let me tell you. I know, sharing all those amazing memes. There were some good ones. Of Grandma Gugu. Grandma Gugu. <laughs> Grandma Gugu. Did you make that up or is that... No, I got it from um, uh, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller he called He used to come Grandma. on like uh, Hannity and stuff. Yeah. And um, what's his face? They got canned. Um, anyways, he used to come on there and talk about Grandma Gugu. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Gugu. Patty Pelosi. Patty Pelosi. You guys, the, the thing that was the, 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 I was watching it live, and I think I even messaged Luke in the middle of watching it. Like, well, her face, it's, it's worth watching the entire State of the <laughs> yeah. Union address. Just listen to what President Trump is saying, but watch Grandma Gugu. <laughs> Like she it is amazing. She she's, can't control herself. She's talking to people. Like it's like, who are you talking to? She's I don't making think Mike these, Pence is having a conversation with you. She she's making these weird yeah. eyes the whole time. It's Playing like playing with her 
dentures. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really something else, man. Just to watch subtly uh, preparing to rip the. Yeah, you see her. <laughs> That's yeah. the best part. Yeah. Zach, so hold on, Zach Morgan, I'll cut you. He's trolling us. Is he? He's in the other room. That's why I yelled. What's he doing? I saw someone on coming there talking about a satanic symbol and flat earth, and I was like ready to ban when I see it's Zach Morgan. <laughs> Buster. <laughs> our, our fellow pastor. He's in the other room. That's why I'm nice. yelling. Sorry, go ahead. Nice, nice, nice. Um, uh, so I was, I was, well, we're going to review it today. So we're today, you're here. Welcome to Apology Radio. We're going to do the State of the Union address, talk about some stuff. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, the Iowa caucus debacle, the Democratic uh Situation happening. We're trying to figure out who's going to run against uh, President Trump. Uh, of course, we want to talk. You mean about... who's going to lose the president? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about all this in light of a biblical worldview. We're going to try to address these cultural issues from a Christian perspective with a grounding in the Word of God. But we're also planning to have some fun because this is some neat stuff. I mean, you have to admit, as much as it's like the most awful display of just a breaking of decorum. <laughs> And just the most adolescent, <laughs> asinine behavior with uh, Grandma Goo Goo. It was very entertaining. It's reality television. Uh, it is reality television. But she's the president, <laughs> State of the Union address, and the woman leader, the woman ruler in the back, can't control her emotions yeah. enough. Where she starts like preemptively tearing <laughs> the thing, and uh, her face. This is the best thing. If you get a chance, don't do it now, but do it later. Go watch it when she tears it. You see that they were she, big stacks, though. <laughs> she really like the struggled. The fact that she had the pre-tearage, yeah. I'm really concerned for her health. Well, she's also like what 105 <laughs> years old, yeah. and so it's probably yeah. hard. Yeah. So, so, but she pre-tears him. But if you watch when she does tear him, she looks over at her team too. She's like, her big goo goo eyes come out. So she tears it, and big goo goo eyes like, you guys see what I'm doing? You see what oh, I'm yeah. doing? And this is why we don't want women rulers. That's true. I said it. And if you guys are like, oh my gosh, that's such a so, feat of strength. That's so countercultural, and Christians aren't supposed to speak like that. Well, I'd like to talk like Isaiah in uh, Isaiah 3.12, where it says, Oh, my people, their oppressors are children, and women rule over them. It was considered a judgment of God yeah. to have women rule over a nation. And that's just, you know, we, we got to ask the question do you want to be biblical, or do you want to placate to the culture, the current culture you're in? We're Christians. We're Christian pastors. We we love the Lord. Whoa, we lose it. Am I, am I still on? You're on. I just got really quiet. Can you guys hear me? Am I in your ears? Yeah. Okay. No, maybe. Uh, no, nope, no, you're not. No. Well, maybe push it in some. Well, how about that? There it is. There. Okay. All right. Is that, that better? Weird. Okay. Yeah. Time so, to replace the cable. That's right. We need new cables. <laughs> these are all. Oh, these are about ten years old. No big deal. <laughs> Um, well, so, so the, the culture we live in today has been overrun by feminism, the feminazis, and cultural Marxism, and just so much cultural decay and transformation that even evangelical Christians, people who would have once, once, once been seen as fundamental Christians, uh, that word has changed even in itself, have essentially succumbed and yielded to the culture in the area of like proper gender roles. And one of the things that's clear in Scripture is that it's a judgment of God to have women rulers over a nation. Right. And I'm going to say, look, we're all sinners. Men are going to sin as rulers as well. So this isn't to say, like, if you have men, you're going to have a sinless society. No. Proper roles will be in place. But um, but here's the problem. Look, when you have a woman Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, sitting in the back behind the president, there's a certain uh, there's a certain amount of decorum, a certain kind of decorum that should exist there. She's rolling her eyes in the back. She cannot contain herself. Yeah. Um, as an old grandma, she can't contain herself in the back to, to not to not 
she has she misbehaves the whole entire time. She's not paying attention. She's rude. She's disrespectful. Yeah. She can't it could contain. be the alcohol too. <clears throat> Who knows what's going on? <laughs> so then she tears it up. I mean, when in history, in the American history, has something like that happened? It's just a terrible, terrible. I saw something that's actually illegal. I don't know if that's true or not. I saw. That. I read that too. Yeah, to to destroy yeah. documents in that room. Like, of course, that. of course. If yeah. any one of us were to run up there and grab it and rip it, we'd be arrested well, for could, destroying. You, uh, you wouldn't make it up there, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe now I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With your, with your new heart, <laughs> with stuff, new heart yeah. I'll make yeah. it pretty. I'll make it at least halfway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, even in a situation, like, in in a, a smaller version, you got to, it's just a ministry like this. If if either of us, if any of us in this ministry had done something that was a violation of proper decorum or just something that was bad, it was just altogether, you don't do that, you don't behave in that way, we'd get checked Yeah. within this little realm right here. We'd be mm. like, you can't do that, you can't misbehave like that, stop doing that. We would check one another. This is like this is the the State of the Union speech. This is like the highest level of government. Yeah, in she the world, need, she needs to get spanked. The, the best yeah. tweet I saw was yeah. it said, "Donald Trump's superpower is making people behave the way they think he is." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it, oh my. It, it really is incredible. If she doesn't get in trouble for it, it's it's um. It'll be interesting. It'll be, it's, it's I, be surprising. I hear. I uh had a lot, lot more respect for Mike Pence now. You know, he like he sat there like she didn't exist the whole time. <laughs> I would have been like throwing her like some like backhand. Like, I don't know, I've been doing something. Yeah, he just like I, I have to admit that I'd probably be looking at my jaw going like the whole time. <laughs> he just, <laughs> like I, I told Charlie like he you know how he calls his wife mother. He like he took a lot of heat for that yeah. when they won and stuff. I I feel like he always just sticks back with this grin like. Yeah. We did it, mother. <laughs> mother, we did it. And, you know, the the thing that people say about the beginning uh, of Trump, like, snubbed her with a handshake, I, I, I want to be fair, because we have to always be just. Yes. It's, okay, so I want to be fair. So I looked at it, and I was like, wait a second. Like, he handed it to Pence and to her. Yeah. And he didn't shake Pence's hand. No. Right. And, like, also, he handed it to her, and he goes to turn around when she yeah. put her in. I don't think it was but, like a— But, but I think that I, from what I, I, don't, I could be wrong on this, but I heard that he absolutely uh, did ignore her at the oh, prayer did? breakfast today. Oh, he did. Okay. So yeah, what, then... I think it's just a thing of, like, he's the president, and one of the worst things you could do is just ignore somebody. Right. <laughs> Especially yeah. somebody who wants power. Well, wrong. keep in mind that she also just tried to impeach him, like, earlier yeah, I mean, the other day, so— yeah. I mean, she can't control herself. So, hey, just just for fun, I want to play this for everybody. I think this is a really cool little clip here. This is from years ago. Uh, this was when Palin was running uh, alongside, um, why am I losing it? McCain. Yeah. Um, and uh, so this is CNN, and this is uh, Pastor uh, Vody, uh on CNN. I want you. I want you to hear. This is a this is a, this is a hero. This man is a, is a hero on CNN. <laughs> Last saying time this. on CNN. Yeah, he wasn't. She so said, "We'll have you back." They did not no, have him back. Not. Yeah, here's here's uh, Pastor Vody uh, when Palin was was brought into the race. And she could potentially lead a country, but she'd be banned from leading many congregations. So why does Sarah Palin seem to be winning over so many evangelicals? Let's bring in two people who may have some answers for us. Woody Bauckham is a pastor at Grace Family Baptist Church in Spring, Texas, and Margaret Feinberg is an evangelical speaker who lived in Alaska for five years and saw Palin get elected to governor. Good to see you both. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having you. me. Uh, Margaret, let's start with you. I want you both actually to touch on this quickly. Uh, why does her faith matter? 
Her faith matters because it says a lot about um, who she is as a person and her outlooks on life and the policies that will come to play in our nation. Reverend Bauckham? I agree completely. Uh, politi political ideology is really an outgrowth of our religious beliefs. You can't separate what a person believes from how a person will govern. So I think it's incredibly important that we know where people stand on religious issues. So, Margaret, why do you think she's winning over these evangelicals uh, that have been so skeptical of McCain? I think on one hand, she's known for her conservative values, and that's translated in her leadership and her time in Alaska. But I think also for younger evangelicals, there is a hunger to see in a more exciting ticket. Um, there was kind of a ho-hum factor for McCain, but when Palin came on board, she added the vavoom that was so the needed in order to garner the attention Ooh. and the excitement for young evangelicals. And, and here's what's interesting, Reverend Bauckham, she's winning over church members, uh, church leaders that don't even allow women uh, to preach at the pulpit, yet she could be leading the country. She what doesn't do you make know who Vadi is. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The bottom line on that is people look at this ticket and their fear is that we will have Barack Obama as our president, that we will be moved toward a socialist agenda, that we would have the most radically pro-abortion candidate ever to run for president to serve in that office. And that is an untenable position for evangelicals. And so they look at this and they're trying to decide this based on what's best for the nation in the here and now and oftentimes overlooking some of those other issues. Do, do you think that that's something that, are you saying that should be, that shouldn't be overlooked? I mean, do you think that women in evangelical circles where women are not allowed uh, to preach, uh, let's say Palin and McCain do win, and here you have this woman that could possibly be leading the free world, uh, and yet there's evangelicals voting for her that don't even believe that, that a woman should preach at the pulpit. Are, are, should, could this change the face of how evangelicals believe in the woman's role? I don't think it'll change the way evangelicals believe about women's roles. I think it's, it has sparked a discussion. And quite frankly, feminism has gained a foothold in many evangelical churches. Do you think and that's a good of, thing? No, I don't. Not at all. Why not? Uh, well, because we're about the gospel. The culture doesn't dictate truth. The gospel dictates truth. My job is not to be a political pundit or political activist. My job is to be a pastor and proclaim the truth of the gospel as clearly as I possibly can. Well, wait a minute, what about the Old Testament and, and the prophet Deborah? I mean, she was a political leader, she was a <laughs> wife, she was a mother, she was one of the, the like, biggest forces in, in the Book of Judges, so that's the gospel right there. Uh, she, she certainly was, and the fact that something happened doesn't mean that it's normative for the church. In Isaiah chapter three, for example, one of the signs that a culture is under judgment is that women are in leadership in their nations. So Deborah was actually a sign that things were very bad in Israel, not a norm for the church. <laughs> <laughs> he derailed that whole interview. Take, Flawless. Catch your breath. <laughs> and also too, in Deuteronomy for the requirements for electing officials, it says choose uh, from among you men who are trustworthy, don't take a bribe, and fear God. Mm. Oh, man, you're so, in trouble for saying that today, guys. Uh, you know, <laughs> Isaiah chapter 3, does, it's not quoted very often in a lot of evangelical churches today. And, you know, I, I, I know in principle what the Bible says there are women rulers, but there are also practical reasons of why you don't went, want women in ruler leadership positions like this. And I think um, in a, a great premier example is what just took place at the State of the Union address with Grandma Gugu. Yeah.
Absolutely. I think we should say too. Sounds like a spaceship's I know. <laughs> <laughs> studio. The, the train's like the coming, train's through, coming through, through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you all can hear that or not. Yeah. Um, we should say that we're not. Is it coming through the studio? It may be. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We're not Trump apologists. No. By any means. Um, I, I will go on record and say that I feel like he's, I didn't vote for him the first time. I feel like he's done, he well exceeded my expectations and I will be voting for him this time, but we're not Trump apologists. There's plenty he said in the speech that we're, we were talking about. We're going to like, address. Yeah. We're like, yeah. I didn't agree yeah. with that. Yeah. So that needs to be stated because I, I, I had a blast yesterday sharing, like I said, the old, uh, memes of grandma Gugu and you know, I had people come on and they're liberals, you know, just saying stuff like we, like we just take everything Trump says. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's like, no, I'm not saying that at all. I don't know if I would vote for him, uh, mainly, mainly just because he's not the husband of one wife. Sure, that's... but but I, I don't think there's ever been a president that I genuinely love and have an affection for mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's that's the crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was sitting in that room during election night and he won, and I was like, oh my. God. Goodness, yeah. what is going on? And yeah. then for him to be as good of a leader as he's been, yeah. is I not yeah, no clue. It's mind boggling. It was the first State of the Union speech. He's probably more I, of a Nebuchadnezzar figure. Yeah, like there's this. I, he has this moment. He's eating he grass. No, no, no. It, am I picking the wrong? <laughs> I'm is it kidding. No, no, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. Nebuchadnezzar had a moment where he repented yeah. and he, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I, um, I will say that that this was one of the first state of the union addresses where I was actually like into what was being said the whole time. I think he did a great mm-hmm. job of, of going through everything that's happened. And it was very emotional. Like I had tears in my eyes several times. Oh yeah. So it was some powerful moments in the state of the union address. I think he did. A, I think that the nice thing about, I mean, this is all politics. We have to understand there's, there's always political stuff and manipulation going on at, at the highest level. But I, I, I do like how president Trump is making at least his appeal to this is about the American people. Yeah. It's about the, and he, he's demonstrating it in many ways in terms of what he's done for uh, tax cuts and all the rest. He's trying to say it is about the American people, building businesses and those sorts of things. At the same time, don't give me, don't you got to hear this now? Because I like what Pastor Luke says, we're not Trump apologists here. We need to be biblical and Christians. On the one hand, you can't say you're fighting socialism. And in the very same speech, you're talking about all the government programs you want to institute like and the all, space the force. all the different things. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, if there's a yeah. spectrum of like biblical yeah. libertarianism, right? And then there's a Marxism and socialism kind of on this side over here. The conservatives, you understand, the conservatives have just moved over the last four right. decades all the way over to where. I mean, right. conservatives today <clears throat> would have been seen as radical leftists back in the 50s and 60s. Mm, that's right. In terms of what they're willing to to, to do, yeah. to the government intrusion, control, those sorts of things. Like we read today, or uh, I saw Marcus posted today, a very popular local political pundit and uh, a, a leader of a Christian conservative yes. thing uh, trying to get funding uh, for pro-life stuff from the government. Yeah. And it's like, oh. no, it's, it's more than that. It's the, the government to dictate certain pro-life organizations. Right, right. It's like Which government control of pro-life organizations. Right, and, and we're, we're against abortion and we're for the pro-life stuff. Yeah. And we're saying that's evil. Yeah. The government has no place in that area. Yeah. Um, that, that's why, like, as a conservative, <laughs> I can't support regulations on the health, on abortion, mm. just like I don't support 
regulations on healthcare right. or the taxi cab industry or any other industry. Mm. Right. So. Right. All right. Hey, so let's play something. How about it? Okay. So I got lots of people watching right now live across the damn internet. So make sure you guys share across the internet. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. So let's just go ahead and play this. This is a, a portion from the State of the Union speech. This was a, a very moving portion where he actually had the mother and the daughter, mm-hmm. uh, the little girl who was born premature. Uh, oh, yeah. And she survived. Uh, so very moving moment. And I just want to play through this to say, in, in one sense, praise God. And in another sense, this is not enough. And we, we right. need to pray for our president and pray for consistency. Right. Because if he has the courage to say what he says here, um, he needs to go all the way in terms of consistency. So go ahead and play it for everybody so you guys can hear what we're talking about. This is President Trump calls for a ban on late-term abortions, 2020 State of the Union Address. That is why I'm also calling upon members of Congress here tonight to pass legislation finally banning the late term abortion of babies. Whether we are Republican, Democrat, or Independent, surely we must all agree that every human life is a sacred gift from God. As we support America's moms and dads, I was recently proud to sign. Okay, so let's do it. Um, Ban the late-term abortions, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to all agree that every human life is a sacred gift from God. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, yes. Okay, so let's go all the way with it. Every human life is a sacred gift from God. Everyone yeah. applauds and every, I, 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 this is what this, I'll talk to the other side. The Republican pro-lifers are there like cheering and applauding. Yeah. Yes. Every gift's a sacred gift. It's like, well, then what are you banning late term abortions for? <laughs> right. Shouldn't it be all of them? Right. right. Cause every gift, right. every, every one of them is a gift from God. Right. right. Exactly. I think it's pretty simple. <laughs> it seems rather obvious. Here's the thing I, that, that also drives me bananas and I'll, I'll shut up and let you guys jump in here. But no, you don't talk about this. This just shows the amount of give and yielding that's taking place in this area. Right. Because you got pro-lifers that are sitting there applauding, and they're like, oh, thank God for banning late-term abortions. And I'm going to say, okay, yes, praise God for stopping killing this segment. Right. But how about consistency? Because you don't talk like that about sex trafficking. Right. Like, can you imagine president goes up there and says, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to officially ban all sex trafficking of 11 years old and younger. Everyone goes, oh, yay! I think everyone would go, wait. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Why, why are you saying that? Yeah. Because if it's an evil act, if it's a criminal act in the first place, then what are you doing selecting a segment and yeah. saying, well, not 11 years old and under? Like, that's just, just deplorable. How can you do it to little children like that? It's like, no, 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 no. Sex trafficking is evil is, is evil anyways. You're going to stop it, yeah. period. It just shows the amount of slippage that's happened mm. morally, ethically, in the area of the pro-life movement that people actually are applauding and thinking this is like a praiseworthy thing. That We've decided that this segment, well, we certainly don't want it to be that gross. We'll stop the cruel practice of late-term abortion it's like, no, guys, you can't in the one hand say every life is precious and it's a gift. 
and you just can't do it. It's yeah. it's a complete it's a complete mess, mm. and it's a mess. I'll just say created and helped by pro life movement. Pro life movement. Yeah, the pro life movement has helped with this mess because they're constantly in the ear of all the presidents and Republican leaders and all these people that are pro life, and they're like, "Good job, good job with that twenty nine week mm. ban, and good job with that, you know." heartbeat thing and good job you're like you're working your it's like it's like no just or, say it is evil stop it or the worst ones right now i think the worst legislation is the infant born alive protection acts because they're already protected by law it's called murder yeah <laughs> and so and so for uh, to spend all this money and try to get all these votes to yeah, ban something yeah that's like but it's only it's all it's all so they can say well look what we did we exactly. banned you know jeff leach is really huge on that exactly yeah. the infant born alive it's yeah. like that's that the law already exists it's called murder yeah yeah and any any, 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 any other person that kills an infant yeah they be a, there doesn't need to be special protections mm. for yeah and and, <laughs> and 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 call and call it out where it needs to be called out we we of course want to see victories we want to see the pro-life movement reform and change in these areas but you have guys like Jeff Leach who are just absolute phonies. Yeah. yeah. A guy no like Jeff Leach, I almost, I, I have to say, I want to show as much love and respect to the man as possible, but I almost threw up in my mouth <laughs> when I saw him doing a live stream at the uh, March for Life in Washington, yeah. D.C. I'm like, you're the guy that stopped a bill to yeah. criminalize abortion, and now you're yeah. at the March for Life? Yeah. Pretending right. like, yeah, you know. Jeremiah Thomas is, he's a hero. You should be so proud of your son. All this stuff, yeah. and then goes around and yeah, you know, yeah. makes deals and just it's corrupt. It it, it is so, and, and then mocks people on the Facebook page that's holding them accountable and calls them trolls. Yeah, he called, <laughs> he's calling them trolls. Everybody's saying, "Hey, didn't you stop a bill to criminalize abortion yeah. in Texas? Did you have that opportunity?" He's like, oh, "A bunch of trolls." It's You're like, a bunch of trolls. It's like the or, sun is out and the trolls are out. They could he's be the, the troll. Out of here, or they man. could be the people who are praying for you and maybe even voted for you. Yeah, and then saw that you're inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. here in this area. Yeah, I'm gonna start using that. Start saying late late term sex trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> Term um, sex trafficking, but uh, I was gonna say that's I, awesome. To Trump's credit, he's he's done amazing things against sex trafficking. Like I don't know if you've seen the numbers. There, he's done. He's like arrested more sex traffickers this year than like Obama did in eight years of office. It's yeah, he amazing. got Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. he no, did. Epstein got himself. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he did. Um, I was gonna say I think that's the point that clip you played i think that's the point when he's saying you know they're creating god's dimension all that and you see grandma gugu and all of her uh all of her white dr evil fembots in the audience just like, <laughs> they like love rolling the, their eyes and they, just they like, love to dress like it. their party's founders don't they yeah oh yeah yeah it's funny okay <laughs> it's true so before we get off this subject okay. you know I, i'm sure we all know they wore white to to like honor the suffrage right suffragettes right like and i'm and i, I was just like when she, i was watching with my wife and she like lost it when she's like why are they wearing white and i told her and she's like no i was like yeah <laughs> she's like she didn't believe me i was like no that's why they're wearing white yeah. and 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 so just even in that the hypocrisy in that so they're all about you know women being able to vote and work and all that but not all women Right, because they're also very much for a lot of little women 
being murdered. Being right, right, yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's which which women are you going to support their fembots? Not the half a million <laughs> innocent little women that are slaughtered every year. Yeah. Right. Omit at least that we know of yeah. um, through abortion. Yeah, I just uh, encourage you guys, watch the video. If you guys get a chance, again, after the show today, watch the video of uh, President Trump calls for a ban on late-term abortions. Look it up on YouTube, 2020 State of the Union Address. This one was from PBS. Um, it's a good shot. And if you watch Trump as he's talking about late-term abortions here and Every Life Matters, just watch the conflict in this woman's face. Just mm-hmm. watch her, not knowing, do I agree with this? But no, I can't. This is against my party. So you just see this conflict. Like just, mm-hmm. and she, she wears the conflict right in her face mm-hmm. uh-huh. so many times throughout this thing here. So it's, it's a powerful thing to see. Do you, do you, you missed the part in the beginning, though, because right before that, he said he wanted to advance prenatal care. Yeah. And even the Democrats stood up because, you know, it's more government control of health care. So right. they stood up. And then immediately <laughs> after that, he did the abortion stuff. Like he trapped them. Yeah. 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 So that every, was, that every, was a wise move. Every, every, everything mm. he said was a trap to show where the Democrats stand mm. and where they want. He was like a magician, wasn't it, he? He's he's like a, he is a magician, stops. man. He had cards sitting in his yeah. sleeves. He was, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, I, I think one of the, the, the things that's, yeah, he was, he was brilliant in many ways like that. I think one of the things that, uh, that I, I felt the most, maybe we'll move on from here at this point, I, I felt the most was when she tore up his speech at the end, the thing that the first thing I thought was like, oh my gosh, that's childish. Second thing I thought was like, ooh, that is highly offensive Yeah. to all those to stories. All the, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like the military, the boy and his mom. Did you see that boy comforting his mom? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was so moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His father dies yeah. and like she's crying. Yeah. He's crying. It was like such a moving moment. Yeah. Like his story and then the like Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all this. Yeah. Oh, Rush. Oh, Rush. Yeah, Rush. And then she tears yeah. it up. I'm like, you just tore up all those stories. Yeah. Like, you know, that's and then the she thing. Said, and then she said, there's not an ounce of truth in the whole speech. I know. It's like you see her really? today talking about that. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was amazing. We know like, nothing's true. Yeah. The thing about Rush, I, I had, I had actually seen that in the tearing of the speech clips before I watched the whole thing. Oh. And so I sat down with my wife and I got home and I was like, we got to watch this. And I was like, just wait, wait till you see what Pelosi does. <laughs> it's like the most horrible thing. I can't even believe. And she goes, what, what she do? Like trip on a handicapped person or something? And I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah <laughs> and then the thing with rush you know and like here's this guy yeah. that you know whether you agree with him or not you know like that's not you don't sit there when there's someone that's dying of cancer and just be like you know like, yeah that's well, rush limbaugh I, I, conservative I, he's dying of lung cancer <laughs> no. I, was, I was live streaming it so i was like kind of behind for because i paused for commentary and and in the comments my wife is she's watching it on the tv live and she's like, she ripped up the speech. She ripped up the speech. And I was thinking, she must have really hated the speech. But I didn't think she literally ripped up the speech. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'm watching it. I see her yeah. do that. And I was like, no. And oh, my I know. Gosh. And then, and then she the, really ripped And then the up. photos come out where she's preemptively ripping. Him, yeah. And it's like, she had the whole thing planned. Yeah. 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 She, I, I mean, and they were little stacks, little, little stacks. Yeah. She had, she had to pre. Yeah. She knew what she she was doing. She went into it with a plan, plan, plan. Okay, so moving on past State of the Union, we could do a whole show on all the things that um, President Trump talked about. I don't know, anything, maybe not move off to you, anything in the speeches that you thought maybe we need to speak to as like a biblical corrective? Like, hey, praise God for what Trump is doing in a lot of areas. 
but also well the amount of money he's spending on the military is uh a lot yeah, yeah. and space force uh, yeah space force um just, I, you know I, I say all, all the time that uh, uh uh conservatives are big government uh tyrants when it comes to military mm-hmm. and then or controlling other nations mm-hmm. and then uh and then uh uh, Democrats are big government tyrants when it comes to controlling individuals. Mm-hmm. So, but it's all about control. Also, the stuff about um, I don't know if you know this. Actually, is actually good. I mean, the, the stuff about school choice. Yeah. And that I mean, one I mean, the government shouldn't provide right. any money for schools. That's but a good point. He actually called it government schools. He did. He clarified. He didn't say public schools he like did. most people. He said governments, and I've never heard a president say that Ooh, before. I didn't even catch so that. So I thought that was really interesting, and that had to be I from didn't catch that. That mm. has to be from uh, Demoss's influence on him. Oh mm. yes. So okay, so I thought that was really interesting. Mm. And then they gave they gave uh, that that girl the scholarship yeah. so yeah, she yeah. could choose. Yeah. And, <laughs> And and the Democrats don't stand up. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's like a black girl is getting a good education. Right. You should be happy exactly. for that. And right. they're yeah. sitting now. Right. No, because <laughs> yeah. the government doesn't control it. Yeah, in right. charge of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. exactly. No, that's a good point. I thought I did notice that. But again, if I had a complaint, it'd be, well, you're still giving from yeah, schools. Yeah, 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 for sure. A ton of money. Well, and, and and just 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 to just drop this so that you might be thinking about it. Don't take offense to this, especially if you're new to Apologia Studios, Apologia Church, and the stuff that we're putting out, stuff on education. Uh, what's the name of the the our friend Colin? Um, the the film that he did. Um, we we'll point people to. It's it's about education, the schools. Oh gosh. Uh, Forgive uh, me, Colin. Uh, Gun. Uh, Colin Gun. Colin Gun. Yes. The, the name of the movie. Um, oh. Um, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. It's Sorry. Already, I want to give everybody indoctrination. A, indoctrination. Indoctrination. There you go. Indoctrination is uh, Colin Gunn, our our buddy Colin. Great film. Go watch Indoctrination. It, a lot of people don't realize Christians today, evangelicals in the West, don't realize that this whole public school education, government school education system, government funding education, controlling education, feeding education, taxing for education, all that stuff, you realize that that's actually relatively newer for the West, that when you had Christian civilizations throughout history, we did pretty well with education on our own. We were leading, actually, when when education was Christian and private in the U.S., We were leading the world in terms of literacy and all the rest. And all of a sudden, (laughs) government takes over. Not Mm -hmm. only is it taking money from people through coercion, but now all of a sudden you've got these government indoctrination centers where we've got people saying, well, we really should be teaching first graders about sexual orientation and about masturbation. You know, that that's good. And also you have all the different rules that are going on in terms of vaccinations and HPV stuff, giving the kids. You know, New York City wants to talk about giving the HPV vaccination to like all the kids across the board. No way. Are you kidding me? Here's, if I was in New York right now and I happen to have my child in government schools, I never would um, in, in New York. I'd be, I'd be fleeing New York. Yeah. Because yeah. if you, you're talking about putting that poison the hpv thing into my into my daughter i'd be like i'm out like i'm, I'm I'll, I'll find a new job i'll get it. you're not going to poison my child and hurt my child through these things but they're forcing this stuff in new york city it's government school nonsense so like if, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna cut down a tree you don't cut it down at the top and start trimming bushes you you got to rip it up from the root hmm. right and so like the problem primarily is the education is not a responsibility of the yeah. government. It is not the responsibility of the government. So here's what my suggestion is. 
Education needs to be private. Christians, take your kids and put them back into a Christian program, put them in Christian schools, Christian private schools, or homeschool them. The reason why this stuff keeps going on and on and on is because the liberals and unbelievers are, and the leftists, the Marxists, are not having kids. The LGBT community can't have kids with their lifestyle, but we keep giving our kids to them. Right Here, take my kids to indoctrinate them. So in essence, I'm saying all the stuff about education, funding from the government, here's a way to solve the problem. Take it all away. Yeah. Let it all be private. Let it all be private. And yes, it can be done. We do it all the time. Yeah. We're doing it now. Um, exactly. I mean, at Apologia Church, education, homeschool, private school, all that stuff. Like, we're fine. We don't need the government to, I don't need the government to, to put my kid through school. Right. No, thanks. And if they say, I mean, also, can you imagine the amount of taxes that are going into the education system? Let's be honest. Let's use the modern vernacular. It sucks. Um, it sucks. The public school education system just is terrible. So why don't we just keep our own money, thank you, yeah. and pay for our own kids' yeah, education? Exactly. So here's the thing. People say, how would I ever afford it? Well, if we stopped all the edu- all the all the uh, taxation for these education systems, you'd have your own money to put your own kids through school. Right. So if you let us True. keep our money, we can fund our own kids' education. So True that. The only other complaint I think, and I don't even know I don't even know where I honestly where I would stand on this, but his Trump's immigration policy, you know, that's a whole nother animal we don't have time to get into today. But yeah. you know, with his big his big beautiful wall he's building. I will say this though, I did appreciate I did appreciate something he said talking about, you know, illegal aliens coming in and stuff and I think he clarified where he was it wasn't like he's saying no no aliens, no aliens. He was saying if they if an alien comes into this country, we want them to be a part of society. They yes. we want them to participate and, you know, and work and provide yes. And, um, you know, and then he went off on not give, not stealing money from the taxpayers to pay for their health care, which I appreciated. Right. So I, I did I did like that aspect of it. Socialism yeah. will not destroy the health care in America. That's what he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is, I mean, so. that's pretty, that's pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I did all that. Yeah. Sitting down like, yeah. Oh. Bernie, you saw Bernie fall out of his yeah. chair, I think. So. <laughs> it's going to be a good year, guys. We're going to get to talk about all these political issues. This is my favorite because we get to talk about live, on the scene, on the street stuff. Like, we get to talk about people's claims in light of scripture. I mean, and, and across the board, too. We need to be fair. Like, you know, we need to say, well, you know, President Trump's doing good here and, and not so well here. Pray for him. Definitely pray for him. Ask God to open his eyes to consistency in this area. But also in the area of the Democratic stuff, it's going to be a blasty blast. <laughs> It's oh, gonna there. be a blasty blast. <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun. They're like a circus right now. That's great. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the circus, uh, so uh, do, do, can you introduce us to the Iowa we want, thing? We should probably go to commercial real quick. Oh, Carmen, do you have commercials ready? Carmen, do you have commercials ready? I don't even think he's prepped. Are you prepped, Carmen? Isaac usually does that. Is he? He's probably in there playing video games. He probably is. Yeah. Carmen. <laughs> oh, look, there he is. Okay. All right. you have so are you ready? Are you ready with commercials? Okay, um, let's do this. Everybody, we got we got a lot of people watching right now, but let's just do this. We're gonna come back and talk about the Iowa caucus. We're gonna talk about uh, um, Pete, um, Bernie, Booty Judge. Um, I said it. 
uh, Elizabeth, Joe Biden, all those things. We're going to talk about when we get back. We, it's going to be fun. We're going to do. We're going to have a good conversation here, guys. So stay with us. And we're going to review a, a quick review of an article that Scott Klusendorf uh, did through Gospel Coalition. Desiring God. Desiring. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Desiring God. Yeah. It was on Desiring God. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that and uh, hopefully uh, offer some help there. And uh, tell you about some important things happening this weekend, actually. So stay with us, guys. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Make sure you guys share it across the internets. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back from our uh, commercial and bathroom break, actually. Luke's still, uh, <laughs> he's coming back. There he is. All right. <laughs> it's... So we gotta have like a timer that like it's, it's loud in here that tells everyone well, ten see, seconds. See, Isaac usually lets us know like, hey, but Carmen. Well, he, did, no, he was letting me know. Oh, he did, he yeah. let you know. But yeah. <laughs> I was yelling at him. Didn't let me know. <laughs> All right, welcome back, guys. Apology Radio, Gospel Around the World. Luke the Bear. What up, King Ginger? I'm the Ninja, and uh, you get more at ApologiaStudios.com. A P O L O G I A Studios.com. Hey, real fast, want to make sure I mention this. Uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning for all of our new listeners, if you go to ApologiaStudios.com, you not only get just, I mean, like a decade worth of content, radio shows, podcast episodes, just tons of tons of helpful stuff, radio discussions, debates. We've got the best theologians and scholars and scientists. I mean, just there's just a wealth of information there. Go check it out, ApologiaStudios.com. But also, if you sign up for All Access, you partner with us in the ministry and you make everything that happens possible so whether it's on the street evangelism if it's a public debate with atheists like you're behind all that making right. all of it possible so everything that apologia does in terms of our media outreach and teaching ministry it's all made possible because of apologia all access partners and so if you've been watching us for some time if you watch the videos if you watch teaching sermon if you watch uh, on the street evangelism whatever the case is i want to encourage you to sign up today Just go sign up ApologiaStudios.com. Be a part of this ministry with us. It doesn't happen without our partners. And so I want to thank everybody who's been with us for years. God bless you and thank you. Uh, thank you for your partnership with us. It's only uh, $9.95, I think, a month. I yeah. think is, is what it is. And uh, when you do that, you partner with us in ministry. You make everything possible. And so please go do it. Um, do it right now. Uh, and make sure you guys are, are partners and ma- making everything possible with us. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So uh, we are back, and oh, me- forgot to mention. Sorry, on the uh, all access, you get the TV shows, you get the after shows, and you get Apology Academy. Mm-hmm. You learn from Dr. White, John Sampson, Douglas Wilson, uh, uh, Andrew Sandlin, Joe Boot. I mean, it's just it, it's an amazing, amazing wealth of information there for you guys. So um, we also have plans for something amazing to happen. I can't announce yet. Uh, that's gonna basically turn Apology All Access, if the Lord gives it to us into the greatest seminary online ever um and uh you need to believe that believe so, that believe that i can't talk about it yet because it's not finalized but when it happens i'm gonna be screaming through this microphone so um i still gotta tell you about that okay yeah so um you're not gonna believe it <laughs> okay. trust me uh okay it's gonna blow your mind uh so we're back marcus tell us about iowa Oh yes, so <laughs> so the Iowa caucus uh, was a huge disaster for the 
the Democrats. And uh, so essentially, I guess a summary of how it works is everybody goes to uh, a church or a gym or a school and they uh, gather together and then they get into groups of who they want uh, to, to be their nominee. And then um, the groups decide and argue with each other and fight. And then eventually at the end of the night, each group is whittled down based on the count. And then you have the last person standing. And then that's sent to the state. And then the state tallies everything. And then they pick a winner. Yeah. So that's how the system works. But they decided in order to get the, the, the results in faster, they would create an app. Now, this app is run by a company called Acronym. Acronym has a political action committee called Pacronym. Uh, Acronym is funded by George Soros. This is not conspiracy. Like, I'm not doing the George Soros conspiracy theory stuff. This is on tax documents. It's just a fact. <laughs> it's just been posted. Yeah. So $2.6 million to Acronym. Um, Acronym funded this app for a, a voting app they called it shadow Gosh, <laughs> why would you call it shadow <laughs> well yeah so and then and then they 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 call pacronym the political action committee a dark money whatever that means i don't even know and then they created shadow so then sh so sh so shadow is the app that 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 had the meltdown and 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 the app was paid for well the the one the one who runs it Works on worked on Hillary Clinton's campaign, mm -hmm. um, uh, and in the IT department and stuff like that, for Hillary Clinton's campaign, and then uh, Pete, uh, Pete Butt is gay. He <laughs> he he, uh, he donated uh, sixty thousand dollars, I think, to to make this app happen, and and so you have to understand, like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to so, Marcus to yeah. start a dumpster fire and apologize. So I'm arena. not. I, hey, hey, look. Uh, the the mainstream right. media is not talking about his, his homosexual. They're not talking about it. They want you to forget it. I'm not going to let you forget no, it. No, don't, don't. So, <laughs> so I just but, wasn't. I, I knew it was coming. I wasn't ready for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He paid sixty thousand dollars towards the development of this app, as as well as some other minor candidates. Um, and so it He's was just Pete Booty Pegger. Yes, that guy. And so he announced. Booty judge. He announced that he won, uh, and like early. Yeah. And then it came out that the results weren't even in yet, and he was talking about how he was victorious and he's going to go on to New Hampshire, and it was a big night for him. And none of the results are in yet. So Bernie's campaign started tweeting, hashtag Mayor Cheat, instead of Mayor Pete. And they it was Bernie's campaign that was posting the documents saying that he funded the development of this app. So mm -hmm. it's not like a Alex Jones sort of thing. Like right. this is this is Bernie's team saying, yeah. hey, so like the theory, I mean, the theory is that the app showed that Bernie won and they, they couldn't have that. <laughs> so they said it was a technical failure and, mm -hmm. and they didn't show the results for, quote, quality control. Um, but, but, <laughs> but yeah. So it's just it's just strange and weird and like like digital voting is not good. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just there has to be a manual backup for it for sure. Yep. Mm. So uh, so go ahead. Sorry. So what does this mean then as far as so he won the Iowa caucus. So what does Assuming that mean moving forward? Assuming he did forward? win the Iowa caucus. Assuming that yes. He gets forty-one delegate votes. 
So those 41 votes get added to a total. Okay. And then they'll go to the Democratic National Convention, gotcha. maybe in, what is it, July or August or whenever that is. Mm-hmm. And then they'll Can't wait. officially present those votes, and then the DNC will nominate th- okay. the Democratic candidate. So some people are saying <laughs> that the whole thing was supposed to fail, and then they'll just say uh, uh, at the DNC, they'll just go, you know what? None of those count. We'll just put Hillary Clinton back in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is she still alive? <laughs> she is. They they can they can nominate whoever they want at the DNC. Yeah. They don't have to go with the delegate choices. Right. So that'll be interesting. How many, to do, you see. Know, do you know how many votes are technically required to win that? No, I don't know. Just curious. Just curious. Just Why, weird. I, I think we I mean, I think as Christians we should go hard after Pistol Pete as uh as cross politic calls him. Right. Um, you know, because he is He's a, he's a, he, he, he is homosexual and he is married miraged to a man. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, um, he claims to also be a Christian. Right. And he claims that it's okay on God's eyes. Right. So he's just a walking, talking abomination. Mm-hmm. And so we should go hard after him. We should expose him. Right. Yeah. 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 We don't, you don't, you don't see the apostles <clears throat> or Jesus playing nice. Yeah, always with everybody. Right. Yeah, you actually see them saying some pretty hard things to people who are who are who are doing devastating things to people's souls or to theology, those sorts of things. And um, <clears throat> Pistol Pete, that's what Cross Politics calls me. <clears throat> nice, our friends over there. Okay, what? No, I'm good. Oh, you're just okay. getting a weird sound. <laughs> yeah, I no, were, I'm fine. I thought you were ready to just unleash <laughs> I was, things. but yeah. then I forgot what I was going to okay. say. All right, so <laughs> the, the it looks like 90... Uh, currently, I'm going to just get the, the full update here. Okay, so currently, right now... Um, yeah, let's see here. We've got... Um, is that showing the delegates? Okay, why is it showing Republican Donald Trump? Oh, because... Okay. He got 97% of the votes. There, yeah, there mm-hmm. was an actual caucus for Don, for the, I, for the RNC. In Iowa? Yeah, they still they still do it. They didn't use shadow votes or anything for no. Trump? No. No shadow dark money? No. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, here we go. We've got um, uh, what well, looks like the Pete is at um, <clears throat> 26.2% with 97% reporting. Sanders is at 26.1%. See? <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm telling you, the Democrats, that will, uh, the, the, the Bernie Sanders supporters, they're not going to tolerate bernie getting the the backhand like he did in 2016 mm. so and I, and I honestly think honestly bernie is trump's uh, it is this is the best chance against trump i think yeah that's that would be my it's, pick. it's just it's just the complete, if he lives that long it's a complete opposite, opposite, opposite people can ends. get behind him and, yeah yeah you know. yeah marxist <laughs> yeah if he lives that long communist <laughs> is, so is bernie upset that the booty judge took took 90 percent of his votes that's I'm, a communist joke I, <laughs> I got it. Mark was starting to give me a, took, a, yeah, a took good me a second. He was like, let me get the answer out. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> well, uh, so it's got Pete is uh, 11 delegates. Bernie is 11 delegates. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, five delegates. Joe Biden, zero delegates. <laughs> did zero. You, did you hear? I just, wow. I listened to this actually across politics on the way here today. He was at, I might have been there. I don't know where he was at. At something, and they asked him who he would use for vice president, whatever. And there's a long thing about how he he said he knows some some good like colored women or something like that. But then he literally was like, you know, plus I'm old, and so I need someone that I know can be president. 
Because <laughs> yeah. I'm old than my dad. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, hey, way, Eric. Way to draw the enthusiasm. Eric yeah. Yeager asked, uh, I thought the delegates were split three ways. He, he knows way more about politics than me, so he's probably mm -hmm. right. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm not even sure. Uh, yeah, so he's talking. He's referring to what you were saying. He's uh, talking about what I was saying. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So, yeah, it's possible. Uh, but here, I'm just looking at the, the current things, 97% reporting, and you've got Pete is in, it's 262 550 count to 547 count. In three of, votes. Three votes. Do they split those delegates? I don't, know, I don't know how that works. So you got three votes. 97% reporting, so obviously more can be report. But, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. The whole time I've been watching the debates and everything else, I never saw this guy Pete as, like, I don't, did anybody think he was in he's the running? not even, like, charismatic or anything. It's just because he's, honestly, I think it's because he's gay and he's a mayor. Mm. And so they're like, here's our token guy. I, mm. I read an article that showed that he has connections to, like, a lot of CIA operations and stuff too. Mm. I don't know how true that is. I want, but but uh, the just, article was pretty good. Just throw it out. The there article. I'm just saying the article was really good. Um, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Where did he come from? Mm. 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 By the way, this is off subject. <laughs> but did you see Bernie finally released his tax records? And guess what? He's in the top one percent. <clears throat> is he really? <clears throat> I, don't, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if he's willing to give up ninety percent of his income. Yeah, for, for reals. Yeah. All right, um, so uh, we have limited time left. Luke, let's run through some of that article. We are going to talk about uh, an article written by Klusendorf. Uh, what's it called? The title is um, uh, Abortion, Abortion Dies, Dies by, by a Thousand, thousand votes. votes in Stereo. Okay. Why Pro-Life Advocacy Isn't Compromise. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, there's a lot here. So um, first of all, he uses, if you guys didn't see this, it's on Zyron God. And he uses some ridiculous, and I don't even know if this is a real story. I'm assuming it's an analogy of an Arab guy that is trying to end like underage marriages and stuff. And he uses this as like an analogy for the pro-life movement, um, which is, it's just a terrible analogy. But I, I just want to say from the beginning through this article, like reading it, I was like, does he even understand actually how this process works? Because like his arguments, basically his argument is for incrementalism and it's against what we're promoting. It's against what we're trying to do with right. abortion, abolition and stuff. It is like, but I'm like, does, Criminalize he even, and yeah. over. does he even understand how this process works is my first thought. Because there's stuff he's saying. I'm like, that's not even, that doesn't happen. Like the, the biggest thing for me is he basically accuses abolitionists of holding up pro-life bills because it's not all or nothing and i'm like when has that happened that's not what happens it's the other way around it's the pro it's the pro-life movement that's holding up abolition bills jeff leach mm -hmm. for example they're the ones that are doing this it's yeah. it, we're, you don't i've never seen any abolitionists like hold up any of these pro-life bills that's not happening <laughs> you know and like and and that was one of his big big arguments well, and i was just I, like what? i thought it was interesting one of the articles he he did was uh, he he came up with the um, he was talking about sex trafficking, mm -hmm. and he you flipped it earlier in the show. Yeah. You flipped the sex trafficking argument, and you said that if we applauded, hey, we're only going to outlaw sex late term sex trafficking, people would be like, no, that's crazy. But he yeah. uses that as it's a good. It would be a good thing. Yeah, he does ninety seven percent. He says, he says yeah. if we could save ninety percent, ninety seven percent. Like why isn't it a good thing? And I'm, then I'm thinking, is there a, is there an abortion pro life bill that's saving ninety percent of the babies being aborted? Because I haven't seen it. Right. 
Are pro-life advocates compromising when they support legislation that stops short of a total ban? I would I would say most of the time, yes. Yeah, we often say, of course, it's a popular slogan of ours, that God strikes straight blows with crooked sticks. So yeah. we're, we're grateful to God for every straight blow that God strikes with a yeah. crooked stick, but God's not calling us to go around looking at, for pick crooked sticks to hit people with. Uh, right. But I, I think we're in a position, right. I, I think we're in a, in a position now, I, it, it, like I've heard the arguments that say, well, if, uh, if, if, if you, if you regulate, if you regulate the, 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 if you regulate abortion at a certain time, you're, you're not, uh, saving the lives of the, the people before that. Right. But I, but I think there's another way to look at this too, in in the sense of the e- the economics of le- regulations, because I think that actually, because if you look at it in the way of like, well, at least you're saving some, but but I would argue that you're actually giving more power to the pro-choice movement when you regulate the industry because. Right. It goes the other way into abortifacient pills and Walmart selling yeah. abortifacients and stuff like that. And now you have babies that are being aborted at a comp- like, we'll never know the number at that point. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, ne- we'll never no know way. the number. Yeah. So, so you know, this is why when we, this is why how regulations work. Like the ta- I said this before, the taxicab industry uh, was highly regulated in New York City. And you had to pay a million dollars for a medallion that lets you drive a, a taxi cab. Yeah. And then comes Uber and Lyft. And now the taxi cab industry is in like mm-hmm. utter failure. Right. Well, well, it's, it would be stupid to say that, uh, it would be stupid to say that, <laughs> that the, that, that nobody takes a taxi anymore. Well, they do. It's just with Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. So way more. They, mm-hmm. People take lifts and Uber. Like I never took a cab. Who, call, who, call, who calls a cab? Yeah, anymore? Well, I, I never took a cab, but I, I use Uber and Lyft all the time. Right. So, <laughs> so it was the regulation on that industry that created Uber and Lyft and mm-hmm. destroyed. So you can't say that the, the, nobody nobody does ride sharing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And so that's how and it happened with the vaping and cigarette mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. yeah. Cigarette industry regulated themselves to keep competitors right. out. And the result was vaping, yeah. and that's com- was completely unregulated, and it mm. just blew up really quick. Was a better product altogether, and, and so yeah. and so to say that regulation is actually saving those babies, you know, or whatever, it's yeah. it's making it worse. Yeah, and also there's a, there's a distinction between how Klusendorf, and by the way, he he has uh, Klusendorf is big on the sled so argument. Yeah, it's amazing, fantastic. The man in a lot of areas is very very helpful. So thank God for all the ways that yeah. Klusendorf is helpful. But come on, look, Reformation doesn't work like that. You don't just say, well, like, all is well, everything everything must just be fine as it is. No, look, the pro-life movement is failed. Yeah. It is a failure. Look, if you're talking 60-plus million babies deep, don't tell me it's a success. It's not a success. We've beat Hitler and Stalin and Mao. Like we're 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 killing ba- babies by the metric ton. Mm. Don't say the pro-life movement is doing well as far as it goes. It's not. And you've got arguments from guys like Scott Klusendorf that are helping to maintain the status quo. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not saying that he's a horrible man. I'm saying that his methodology is unbiblical. His grounding is not biblical. He's not looking at scripture in terms of saying, how should this be approached? And there's a very, very faulty, faulty premise through this whole entire thing. It runs through all the pro-life argumentation in terms of incrementalism. 
and that's that we have to contend with Roe v. Wade. <clears throat> no, you don't. No, you do not. Right. This shows the 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 the, uh, the, the sub- how we're susceptible to cultural argumentation to the degree that the pro-lifers, sorry, pro-choicers say it so much, the pro-lifers start to believe it. And then we reformulated how our system of government works based upon pro-choice arguments. Mm. Who creates law according to our Constitution? Congress, yep. not the Supreme Court. Supreme Court gave an opinion, a very bad opinion, 40-some-odd years ago. They give a very bad opinion that is demonstrably false based upon all that we know about biological science. It is a false ruling. It, it's terrible. And we've decided, even though our country is set up a certain way in terms of our founding documents— Oh, Roe v. Wade's law. We're going to contend with that. No, you don't. All the states need to do is uphold their laws in regard to murder. We need to do away with these incremental laws that the pro-life movement has put on the books of the states that actually legalize abortion in their state. Did you know that? And we need to just criminalize abortion, ban it, right? So when you look at something like Klusendorf, when he's talking about this, you have to understand he's not coming at it from a perspective of, say, Scripture defines this explicitly Christian mm-hmm. needs to be our position. This is a gospel-centered issue through and through. And you're also forgetting explicit commands in Scripture like in Isaiah chapter 1 and 2 and Isaiah 10. How about this? Woe to those who decree iniquitous decrees and the writers who keep writing oppression to turn aside the needy from justice and to rob the poor of the people of their right that widows may be their spoil and that they may make the fatherless their prey there Mm. are decrees Mm. iniquitous decrees bad statutes and laws that make fatherless children prey yeah and this kind of methodology that says well let's say that you know let's not kill the kids that are that are let's 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 not kill the kids that are really big right like if, if it really looks like a baby that's gross so mm. like, let's just say that that's uh, guys. Isn't this obviously disgusting? Don't kill the bigger babies in the womb. Like, let's just no. kill the twenty and under. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we we're like we're saying okay. So watch you write. I'm sorry. Just real fast. Yeah. You 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 write a de- you write a decree that's an iniquitous decree that says as a pro-lifer you say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've had success here. Now we're only going to kill babies that are that are 25 weeks and and uh, and under. We're only going to kill those babies. Mm. And everyone goes, yay, victory. And what have you done? You've made all the 25 year, twenty-five week and under children right. pray. They're right. pray because of an iniquitous, evil law that you've put into place. Now, again, I'm not saying all these pro-life leaders that are even cognizant and aware of this, but you're making children pray through these sinful laws that are being passed. Yeah. It's wrong. It's wrong. And you know what it takes? It takes courage. It takes courage to say, hey, guys, That's absolutely right. we need reformation. It's wrong. We're doing it wrong. Stop killing babies. And again, my challenge to Klusendorf would be the same challenge I said to President Trump at the beginning. I would say, um, Scott, uh, my friend, rewrite your article, but change the context to sex trafficking. Mm. Right? Make the, <sighs> make, the, make the incremental argument you're making. Make it in regards to sex trafficking, and let's see how it goes over. Yeah. <laughs> two two things. First thing I want to say is uh, one, the pro-choice movement are not incrementalists. Uh, I posted a headline uh, the other day where it said uh, Vir- Vir- it was either Virginia or New York. I don't remember which one. I'm thinking Virginia. Virginia uh, makes a move to uh, 
eliminate all pro-life legislation in the state of Virginia. Yeah. So all the regulatory, all that stuff gone. Just, you know, pro the pro-choice movement. And I, I shared it and I said the pro-choice movement abolished pro-life movement. <laughs> like just instantly. Yeah. And then, and then uh, the other thing too is this incrementalism gets into the church and how the church operates and functions. So you see it within like the Southern Baptist Convention and them trying to get rid of critical race theory. It's like all these tiny slow steps, or the PCA with Revoice, all these tiny slow steps as opposed to just getting rid of it. Yeah. And uh, and so so this move that oh this is the right way to handle these fights through these small tiny steps. <clears throat> gets into the church when we need to fight now we don't know how to do it anymore and we think we can just do these tiny little things when stuff needs to happen immediately because yeah, that's a good point it, yeah because they, there are some issues i would argue you can take steps to work your way through yeah but those aren't life or death issues right you know what i'm saying right, right. like you might have stuff that's happened in the culture and society that people the government has sinned and put all these regulations or things into place and people are sort of like now anchored into that. And if you just rip it gone, now all of a sudden you got families hurting, children That's hurting. Right, right. In situations like that, you're like, you might want to take some steps over like a period of time to work that mm -hmm. down. But I'm not talking about in the context of life or death issues. Right. This is life and death. Children dying. Yeah. There's yeah. the difference. Or souls going to hell. Or souls going to hell. Right. In situations like that, you do what's courageous and has to be done. And here's the thing. Look, I know. Look, we look radical. We've been we we have been kicked out. I won't even mention the name. Let me just say this right now. I've been contacted over the last couple of years by two of the world's biggest Christian ministries. Two. Uh, that I couldn't believe I was being contacted by. And they initially wanted me to be a help to them and to, and to work with them in the area of pro-life stuff because they saw all that God was doing in abortion now. But as soon as we started conversations, as soon as they started actually getting down to going, well, how do we do this? What's going on? They were like, mm -mm, too radical. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Can't, sorry, can't have anything to do with you. And these are organizations that you have heard of and you know quite well. And they were like, that's a little bit heavy not sure we want to go that direction. Yeah. So you're going to listen. You you stay consistent. You stand on the word of God. You fight for justice. You'll lose friends. You'll be ostracized, maybe even from the pro-life community. You'll be seen as radical. But let me ask you a question. What's your duty before God? That's the question. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to stand, I, Lord willing, we will stand before the Lord when we're done with our race. And we'll be able to say, at least with clean hands, Lord, in this area, I wanted to obey you and to protect these children mm. consistently. And I don't want the Lord to ask me, Jeff, why, were, why weren't you courageous enough to just stand up and say and do the right thing? Well, Lord, I didn't know it was too big and it seemed so hard. It seemed impossible. Well, nothing's impossible with God. Yeah. Like, why are we asking for the big things? Why are we pandering and placating to the pro-choice movement? Mm. Why are pro-lifers so afraid to simply do the right thing and to do the biblical thing and to stand for justice? Yeah. So I was just going to say quickly, I know we're low on time here. There was two other things I remember that bothered me about the article. One, he tried to use the example of Abraham Lincoln as an incrementalist, and I think he's has a bad view of history there. But um <laughs> we could do a whole show on Lincoln. Here's the one I just I just thought it reminded me. This is the one that um I was in line at the DMV 
getting my stupid $25 gold star Majora's license, which is a racket all in Another example of a racket. So I'm reading this in line, and I wanted to, like, punch somebody in line. So here's what what he said. Basically, it's it's under the title, Saving as Many as Possible. It says, first, it assumes that pro-lifers have the power to immediately end abortion, but simply won't. This is simply not true. Pro-life advocates do not have the power to say which children live and which ones die. The federal courts did that when they ruled that no unborn children have a right to life. People, they're listening. That's just, it's a lie. There's no truth to that whatsoever. We can use Texas as an example. We can use Oklahoma as, as an example. That the, peop, the government in those two states absolutely had the power to end abortion yeah. and yes. they chose not to. They did. Yeah. So pro-lifers, don't, pro-lifers. D- don't tell me that pro-lifers don't have the, that ability and power to do so. And then, like you said earlier, he then blames the federal courts. That don't make laws. Cowards. It's just, yeah, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. The Supreme Court does not create law. Exactly. There is no law for abortion. Congress has made no law with right. reference to abortion. Right. The Supreme Court gave a very ignorant, foolish, iniquitous ruling. It's just a ruling. So the states should look to that ruling and say, no. You're not going to murder babies in our state. And somebody says, well, I don't know, man. That's tough stuff, man. Can okay, you really do that? They do it with marijuana. And you know what's amazing about the marijuana issue? Not only do you have court rulings, federal court rulings about marijuana, you actually have federal law yeah. regarding marijuana. And these states, mine is one of them, Arizona, California, Oregon, Nevada, like recreational, you can't go anywhere in Las Vegas right now without getting a contact oh, high. Seriously. I'm not kidding. It's insane. You get a contact true. high everywhere you go. And here all these states are just so courageous, so courageous. I don't care what the federal courts say. I don't care what the federal law says. Pe- 90% of counties in Virginia declared a sanctuary city for guns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care because it's wrong. It's immoral. And, but we do it, but we won't do it for children. We won't yeah. do it for babies. That's, you know, that's the thing is, and, and people have, I, 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 look, I, you're going to sound so radical saying this, but as my friend said, if we love babies as much as we loved our marijuana, abortion would be illegal yeah. tomorrow right. in most states. And I, this brings up another, an, an, a perfect example, and I, I want to be kind to this man because it's someone we're going to, try to help but it was governor ricketts from nebraska cross politics had him on did you listen to that show marcus no, no. you need to listen to it so this he on uh the roe v wade day or whatever issued an official proclamation in nebraska like let's pray to end abortion like, all right good for you like and the guys across politics were like great that's awesome thank you now what are you going to do about it you know and and so he like they're asking him the right questions it's like he wants to end abortion but when it came down to it, they're like, so are you afraid of the federal government coming? And he said, yeah. And they're like, so why can't you just like the, like marijuana, just, you know, defy the federal government and say, you know, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna bow to you. And he basically said, well, I'm worried about my staff. And I was like, there you go. There's your answer. It's, it's, he's afraid. He's afraid to lose his, his job as governor. He's afraid that his staff will lose their jobs. And that's what it boils down to. Status, position. Yeah. And so money. we got to help those guys like that that, that want to do the right thing yeah. but are afraid. We need to get behind yeah. them and support them. Big things are happening, though. But we'll end on this. We're going to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Speaking of Oklahoma. We're going to Oklahoma in two days. We're All, all three of us and our team are going to be on a flight uh, to Oklahoma. And uh, we're going to be there until f- next week. Uh, we're going to be there for... 
Abolition Day, uh, 10 a.m., Oklahoma City Capitol Building, Oklahoma City, State of Oklahoma. Be there, 10 a.m. We're going to be there. Marcus is going to be there, and uh, and we're going to be filming stuff, so you guys will get some of the live stream if you don't show up there with us. But let me just say this. Come. If you're in Oklahoma, Texas, surrounding, anywhere you can get there. <coughs> Sorry. Get there. Stand with us. We want 10,000 people to be standing with us. There is a bill, SB 13, Senator, Senator Joseph Silk um, is, is, is directing all that and, and pushing that forward. It is a bill to criminalize and abolish abortion in the state of Oklahoma. It can happen. It can happen. There's pro-life. It's a pro-life legislature. It's, it should happen. Yeah. Do you know who stopped it last time? Tony yep. Lowinger. Exactly. The vice president of National Rights Life. Isn't that interesting? Pro-life organization stopping a bill to criminalize and end abortion. Very interesting. Um, there, there is a curtain here. You need to look behind. Babies, babies are still murdered here. Talks about that. Yeah. Also, too, I don't know if they've released it yet, but when when I was in Georgia for the G3 conference, uh, I did a cross-politic episode. Where it was me uh, and, and Ricardo Davis, who's head mm. of Georgia Right to Life. They, I haven't seen it. And he talks about, I don't think they've released yeah. it yet, but it's coming. And he talks about the corruption of the political yeah. lobbies. Ooh, he's got that, some stories. It was amazing and so i want to get out there this year and interview him and do some stuff Lord willing, but that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's it's in the it's top in, of my priority good all right guys that's it hope you guys enjoyed the show we did more's coming oh i can't wait for this election year it's gonna be so much fun uh so <clears throat> make sure you guys go to apologiastudios.com partner with us join with us in this ministry sign up for all access get access to all the stuff get and get in now because i'm going to tell you this right now um Get in all access now because what's coming, you want to be grandfathered, grandfathered in. in. <laughs> Trust me. You want to be grandfathered in. And if it, knowing what I know, if the Lord gives it to us, knowing what I know now. That's a good selling point. Um, I, I would be I, I would be going, there's no way that's going to be possible. And, and, and no way. And for $9.95 a month to have access to that kind of seminary, uh, it, it just it doesn't make any sense so uh do it now uh all access be a partner with us make everything possible with us that is king ginger uh make sure you guys watch his film uh, babies are yeah. still murdered here on uh amazon prime and on youtube and on facebook hey, we got 330 reviews i was gonna it. ask about that like I, and like i get like documentary recommendations in my prime and they don't have that many reviews so like That's we awesome. have 330 reviews most of them are five star but the one star reviews are awesome <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to read some of those but you should we should do that because yeah. <laughs> they're we pretty should great read through them next time <laughs> yeah, next yeah. time all right that's the bear peace out i'm jeff the common ninja this is apologia radio gospel heart around the world thanks for watching tell someone share the show let them know what's up catch you next time